0: With the 35th pick in the 2011 NFL Draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Andy Dalton, quarterback, TCU. Andy Dalton, you're in here first. I love you, man. I love you. Dalton throws. It's complete. Caught by Boyd. Tyler Boyd. Touchdown. Remarkable. Big toss. Dalton to his right end zone. Touchdown, A.J. Green.
1: Andy Dalton is going to set incredible passing records and be an MVP candidate, set it all offseason, I'm taking that victory left. Dalton picked off! Gilmore down the sideline! See you later!
0: The worst thing is when you have an itch and you can't wipe it. All right, Andy Dalton is gone from Cincinnati. The Red Rifle, nomas. In the Skyline City, whatever they call it, Cincinnati, this is the Pick 6 Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. This is not an emergency podcast per se because it didn't get up with a siren. But um, we have a 2021 NFL Draft discussion in the feed Friday morning with Tom Finnelli, Chip Patterson, and Ryan Wilson. We could not reasonably go into the weekend without uh, having John Breach on to discuss the release of Andy Dalton from the Cincinnati Bengals. So uh myself, Breach and Charl Wagner McGuff here to talk about the red rifle. Uh Breach, I'm curious, what was your what was your first uh so this happened at like nine fifteen AM maybe? Something something right like nine fifteen A. M. Eastern time. Eight fifteen AM Eastern time. You got a little baby, but you probably you know you probably weren't wide awake and get the alert. Uh what was your <laughs> first reaction?
1: Well, first I want to apologize to the listeners that there was no emergency podcast. It wasn't possible because I had to, I was crying for six straight hours after this happened. I had to get all the tears out. I couldn't podcast through the tears. So we were recording this later in the day so I could get my emotions in check, uh, to understand, to comprehend what just happened today. And to answer Brinson's question is actually fascinating how I heard about this. So I, I do have a baby daughter. She is three weeks old. And uh, it was my turn to stay up with her last night, just in case uh, she was crying. And so you can say
0: her name. Her name is so, Dalton. So, it's fine. So <laughs> yes,
1: her name is Annabelle, and- which is Andrea and Dalton, which is as close you can get to uh, Andrew or Andy. Uh, so so Annabelle kept me up for most of the night. My wife wakes up around 8 a.m., takes the baby, and at that point I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take a two-hour nap because I only got about three hours of sleep. So I'm heading to take my two-hour nap when I get. The alert on my phone that Andy Dalton is gone, and I was too emotional to take a nap at that point. The nap was not happening. Uh, instead, I immediately started working my way through the seven stages of grief. I definitely went through shock. No nap because I was shocked. Uh, you know, you go through denial. I can't believe Andy Dalton is finally being cut. How is this real? Uh, there was definitely some guilt. Like, we didn't do enough for Dalton. We didn't cheer hard enough. I don't know. And I don't know what the rest of the stages are, but right now I'm at the stage where I mix tequila shots with ginger beer and watch Andy Dalton highlights. So <laughs> that, that is where I am right now.
0: Uh, Sean, I assume you had a similar reaction when Andy Dalton is <laughs> released.
1: No, and look,
2: I, I, I'm not going to do what I did on the show and turn it into a Jay Cutler podcast. Don't mention his name. <laughs> no, but I understand what Breach is going through. We both, our favorite players is a, unfairly maligned quarterback who is probably better than his reputation suggests and it gets replaced hey. by a very high pick in the draft hey. and breach. I just you hope this I goes, know about that. Rivers. <laughs> but rivers is better. And I think more like rivers is in the hall of fame discussion. Dalton is not, you know, getting into the hall of fame discussion. whatsoever. Not not and breach. Yet. That's true. Maybe when he goes on a 10 year run with bill Belichick in new England, but breach, I'm just hope for it, for your sake, because I'm a good friend, and not like Ryan, who spent the whole time dunking on you, that it goes better for you than it did for the Bears with their draft pick to replace Jay Cutler. Because Lord knows I miss my favorite player, and I hope you don't miss Andy Dalton.
0: Hey, um, All right, well, let's talk about Andy Dalton. First, he's he uh, leads the Bengals all-time in passing touchdowns with 204. He was a three-time pro bowler. Uh, he had three fourth-quarter comebacks in 2017. Uh <laughs> He had, he was in the, he was in the MVP discussion for a hot minute in 2015, the year that Cam won it and Carson Palmer had a big season as well. Uh, he is the only quarterback, as Breach has noted, in NFL history to start a season, uh, eight and oh and 0 and eight. But, uh, most famously, perhaps Andy Dalton has no playoff wins. I thought Breach, your feed was a tremendous honor to, uh, to Andy Dalton today. Yes, Sean, go ahead.
2: I just, you mentioned the 0-4, and, and look, again, I have sympathy for John Breach, but there's a reason he's going to be known by most people outside Cincinnati for his lack of playoff success, because it wasn't like... He played well in the playoffs and just had some bad luck. These were some, like, truly atrocious playoff performances. And as, a like, a neutral, that's how I remember him. I remember him as, like, the waking up on the Saturday to watch that, like, playoff game you're not that excited about, but it's playoff football you're going to watch. And, like, J.J. Watt, like, picking him off or batting him down. I don't even know. So, if that
0: just, so, you know, J.J. Watt picked six. T- what's, what's, six t-
2: okay, <laughs> it was the jumping at the line of scrimmage, right? And he just catches it and runs. Like, that is my defining Andy Dalton memory. So you- Four you playoff, playoff games.
0: By the way, my defining Andy Dalton playoff memory—not to, but I—I I wouldn't I'm going to not interrupt people. Come on, guys. Um, is uh, sitting just to bring it full circle with breaches, you know, breaches child sitting in the hospital with my young son Robbie, uh, just days, hour, yeah, maybe twelve. Uh, it was, we left on that Sunday that the Chargers and the uh, the Bengals played in the wild card round. And I'm just holding Robbie, just giggling like loudly as the Chargers just annihilate the Bengals in the playoff game.
2: And, and the funny thing is, that was his best playoff performance in his career. Four playoff games, 55% of his passes completed, averaged 5.5 yards per attempt, one touchdown in four games, six interceptions, and a 57.8 pass rating. The most points the Bengals scored in one of those games was 13, and they lost 19-13. to Unfortunately, that will be – it's I think it's a little bit unfair that he's going to be remembered only for that because he was a very good regular season quarterback, I thought, for a large stretches of his career. But that's why he won't be remembered fondly by a lot of people because of those playoff games.
1: Well, I'm glad Brinson mentioned that my uh, Twitter feed was a nice tribute to Andy Dalton because I have to defend him against – meatheads like you guys look one of the (laughs) stats I threw out is that Andy Dalton never in four playoff games never threw a pass while the Bengals had the lead he was perpetually playing from behind so it's not like these were all his fault you pin it on him this was total team meltdowns in all four of these playoff games and when I look at those four playoff games the only one where I thought the Bengals should have won uh and and probably the most disappointing one that Andy Dalton started because he did not start that Steelers game was the Chargers game. Because let's rewind back to 2011 real quick. I won't spend a lot of time on this, but the Bengals went 4-12 and in 2010. After the season, Carson Palmer said, F this team, I don't want to play for him. I would literally rather, rather retire than make $20 million from the Cincinnati Bengals. So the Bengals went into that draft in 2011, drafted Andy Dalton in the second round. Uh, they still didn't know if Palmer was going to show up, if they, he was bluffing or what was going to happen. So that, Dalton didn't even know if he was going to play. Then he didn't get an offseason that year because there was a lockout. So you have your quarterback threatening to retire and Palmer. Uh, your your quarterback who might play not getting an off season. There was talk the Bengals might go 0 and 16, and then Andy Dalton led them to the playoffs, which was a huge shock in 2011. And, and you know no one expected anything. They lost to the Texans. They should have lost to the Texans. They weren't a great team that year. Uh, and so again, it was that Chargers game in the 2013 season that I thought they should have won. And if you look at what he did, I mentioned on the HQ show, I thought he was one of the most underappreciated quarterbacks that we've seen over the past. Nine years. Look, there aren't many quarterbacks uh, since 2011 that had 30,000 passing yards, 200 touchdown passes, 70 wins. You have to be at least good to keep the job that long. And the other guys in that list are Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers, all huge names that you would expect to be on that list. And here we are, Dalton, just over here. Probably most people thinking there should probably be an asterisk there. How is Andy Dalton on a list with these guys? He is one of only four quarterbacks since the merger in 1970 that has won at least 70 games in their first nine seasons that was not drafted in the first round. The other three guys are Brett Favre, Russell Wilson, and Tom Brady. So there's a lot. I understand the the love hate of Dalton. It just, it is what it is. He didn't win any playoff games. That's going to be his legacy. Uh, But, man, he he was above average for nine years. And when you think about what the Bengals organization has been through, they're absolute trash in the 90s. Carson Palmer quit on the team. He was kind of like that that spark and good person that the team needed when he came along in 2011.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of telling that um, from 2011 to 2019 when Dalton was there, he was only, he only led the team in approximate value one time, which is like kind of shocking for a quarterback. And I mean, I, I mean, like, like a quarterback that went to the playoffs, you know, five times, like that's a, like that, that's, that's kind of shocking. And, um, yeah, you know, he was a top passer, of course, but, uh, I, I think there is some merit to the idea that the Bengals were absolute dog crap under. Uh, for years and years and years, like up until Marvin Lewis took over in 2003. And even then, they only got to two playoff games uh, with Carson Palmer. You know, it took Andy Dalton coming in before they had any success. And, like, there were just it's just perfectly Bengals that they had this run of bad luck in those playoff games from the JJ Watt pick six to Andy Dalton, you know, tackling a guy on a picks uh, on an interception and breaking his thumb and being forced to play AJ McCarron in a playoff game where Vontez perfect completely melts down against the Steelers in a game that the Bengals had already won. I mean, like it, 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 the whole thing, um, was, was insane. Uh, so, uh, uh I, I don't know. Um I think I just think that like Andy Dalton does get a bad rap. I think Breach is right about that. Um it just sucks that his best playoff moment was uh knocking out the Ravens and pushing the Bills and- <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, and we talk about like Andy Dalton is a very good example of how much like where fit matters because like if you, if Andy Dalton had landed with a Kyle Shanahan type of coach, you feel like, you know, I think he could have done what Garoppolo did this past season. You know what I mean? And had that kind of playoff success and gone to a Super Bowl if he had landed in that kind of a fortunate position. Uh, and you know, he was in Cincinnati his entire career and we'll see maybe now he ends up on a, in a better spot like New England. And then you see him have postseason success, but we, Breach was talking about legacy. It's, it's very unfair to, to Dalton, but I almost think in some way, Dalton's legacy will somehow will be impacted by what happens with Joe Burrow. Because if Joe Burrow ends up being a stud and leads them to the playoffs and wins games, no one's gonna look back that fondly on the Andy Dalton era because they will, they will just think about Joe Burrow. But if Joe Burrow flops, Then fans are going to see, like, oh, we should have appreciated Andy Dalton for what we had when we had him. And, like, again, not to make it about the Bears, but, like, I think that's something that's happened with the Bears, where it's, like, fans did not like Jay Cutler, and then they saw Mike Glennon and Mitch Trubisky, and a lot of them are like, oh, you know what? We kind of miss having that reliable guy. So it's not fair to Dalton, but in some ways I do think his legacy is directly tied to whatever happens with Joe Burrow.
0: All right, uh, let's – anything else you want to reminisce on for, for Andy Dalton, Breach? Uh, I
1: will. I will say that there is. Uh, I think a lot of people point to his 2015 season and said he. It's been a while since he's been good, but I think those people didn't watch him in 2018. The Bengals started four and one that year. They were in first place five weeks into the season. They were five and three at the midway point, and Dalton also got injured that season. He only played. 11 games so it has been a lot more recent that he was a good quarterback than I think most people give him credit for which is why I do think he could be a difference maker potentially in New England I know we're going to talk landing spots here in a second uh so I don't think he's washed up I do think some people tended to believe that because they keep pointing to 2015 as it's been five years since he's been good, but it's been more recent than that.
0: Uh, it is interesting too that they were like, uh, we- I said they were gonna release him. There was a report, it's like the Bengals may not let Andy Dalton go. It's like, nah, look, even if you can't trade him, you have to release him after you draft Joe Burrow. Andy Dalton is, you know, one of the all-time great quarterbacks in franchise history. It, it just happens to be not that great of a historical database of Bengals quarterbacks. Other Boomer and Carson Palmer, Andy Dalton could be worse. Um, Achilles Smith, right?
1: Yeah, uh, Achilles Smith.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I mean, like, like he. It would be unfair to Andy Dalton and unfair to Joe Burrow to keep Andy Dalton around. uh Seventeen million dollars, seventeen point seven million dollars in the final of year's deal, but with no guaranteed money, so there's no salary cap hit. So you don't want to pay Andy Dalton seventeen million dollars to be a awkward mentor to Joe Burrow. Yeah,
1: and I'll say that because Tom Pellicero from NFL Media reported that Andy Dalton actually asked for his release, which does tell you something, because as you said, uh it, there was no guaranteed money. The Bengals could have sat on him through the off season. because if you would have asked me in January, I would have said the Bengals are trading him or cutting him 100 percent. There's no way he's staying on this team. But by the time we get through 40 days of quarantine, it's April 15th. There hasn't been any off season activities. Then you start to think, you know what, maybe there's a 10 or 15 percent chance they keep him because you don't know when Joe Burrow is going to be on the field. You don't know when he's going to be able to run this offense. You don't know when he's going to understand it. Uh You don't know how much of training camp there's going to be. So there would be you could make the argument for keeping a veteran around. And I think maybe Dalton start to felt the Bengals possibly were thinking, oh, let's keep them just in case, just in case we the training camp gets cut short or something so it makes sense that he just said hey let's just cut ties so I can go out and find a team to play for
0: yeah uh look again he's one of the best quarterbacks in franchise history they they owed him to let him go if you're going to draft Joe Burrow one overall and you're going to play him you, you uh, in my opinion they owed it to him uh, a shrewder organization uh might might decide to keep Andy Dalton around but the Bengals a
1: Schroeder organization would have traded him in October uh, uh when he had some trade value
0: yeah that's exactly right a shrewd organization <laughs> would get something for Andy Dalton uh maybe a shrewd organization like the New England Patriots Sean can pick him up without having to lose any sort of compensatory pick value it's after the deadline and the Patriots are one of the two favorites according to William Hill uh the Jaguars 2 to 1 to land Andy Dalton Patriots 3 to 1 Seahawks plus 450 Broncos seven to one, Cowboys nine to one, Cardinals ten to one, Rams twelve to one, Steelers fifteen to one, and Packers twenty to one. Uh I feel like there's some value in, in a couple of these teams. Breach also mentioned on our show the Tennessee Titans. Uh you can maybe go down and plop some cash down. Uh you like the Patriots though, Sean, right? <laughs>
2: yeah, no, it better happen because I feel like I've been saying this and like we all have been saying this since even before Tom Brady left. We were already talking about this as if Tom Brady were to leave, we don't know if he was going to do it, but if he were to leave, Dalton would make the most sense as a cheap, uh, short-term fill-in. I still think it makes sense. And I thought they should have traded for him, um, cause I was worried another team was going to pick him up as their starter. That did not happen. So, so far that decision looks good. And then it became very clear when no team was looking for a starting quarterback, you know, we just had Jameis Winston signed for a million dollars as a backup. That the Patriots were going to see what would happen in the draft, and they did not get a quarterback in the draft. They passed, in fact, twice on a quarterback. They had a chance to take Jordan Love there in the first round. They traded it out, and you know they already got an extra pick there, so they could have – when they pick it at 37 early in the second round, they definitely had a chance to take Jalen Hurts if they wanted him, did not want him there. So I I have a really hard time to believe they're rolling into the season with Sidham and Hoyer. Maybe I'm wrong. The Patriots know more about Sidham than we know, but it just seems like it makes too much sense. He's not going to cost that much and he would be immediately be the best quarterback on that roster.
0: Yeah. I think one of the things too, when you, when you look at Andy Dalton versus Cam Newton and they're both veterans of the 2011 draft class, uh, Cam first overall, Andy Dalton went 35th. Like I, I am not, I am not in on Cam as a egotistical pain in the rear that theme, like I think Cam's a really good player, but I also think that let's say you're a team like the Redskins with Dwayne Haskins or a team like the Patriots with, uh, you know, Jared Sidham and you want to give your young quarterback a chance to win the job and see how he can do. I think that Andy Dalton is such a nice guy and like a, like a genuinely good person and a team player. And I don't I think that Cam is not those things. But Andy Dalton is also not divisive like Cam. He's not a lightning rod for uh, attention and controversy and all that. So I think it is much easier to bring Andy Dalton in with the idea of him being uh, the veteran who loses the, the the job, or maybe wins. Like he's a lot easier to bring in into a quarterback battle without putting the like a crushing weight of uh, of, of media focus and fan focus on your younger quarterback the way that Cam Newton might be. Does that make sense, Breach? Yeah,
1: absolutely. And the other thing that uh, Dalton has going for him is that he's healthy. You know, teams are scared off by Cam Newton right now because they can't bring him and check out his health. And yeah, you know, Cam Newton comes with, I don't want to say more baggage, but exactly what you just said, Brinson. And that's kind of what I was looking at these odds. Uh, and for people who don't, who were wondering why Jacksonville is at the top, it's because their offense coordinator is Jay Gruden and that was Andy Dalton's offense coordinator. For the first three years of his career so it's a system he would already understand sean mentioned the patriots and i think a good example of what brinson's saying is the cowboys at plus 900 i don't think the cowboys would bring in i don't think cooper rush is the answer at backup quarterback i don't think they would bring in cam newton because that's threatening to Dak prescott that is somebody i don't think Dak prescott would be happy with that but if the cowboys went out and signed andy dalton I think Dak Prescott is fine with that. He says, all right, we we want to be a Super Bowl team. We need to have a quality backup, and I'm fine with Andy Dalton being my backup. I don't think he's fine with Cam Newton being his backup. And as you uh, mentioned, Brenton, the one team I think is very interesting that's not even listed on these odds is the Tennessee Titans. You know, with Mariota in Vegas now. Tannehill is the starting quarterback. They don't really have a backup and Tannehill's dealt with some injury issues over the past few years. He hasn't made it through an entire season since 2015. He missed 24 games combined from 2016 to 2018 and that includes missing the entire 2017 season uh, and uh, you know, he didn't play all of last season. Sure, that was because he came off the bench, but who knows if he's able to make it through an entire season because we haven't seen him do it in five years. So if I'm the Titans, I'm at least a little concerned about that and I'm definitely calling uh Andy Dalton I think the Rams would be interesting also with Sean McVay uh and, and I think Dalton would actually be a good fit in his offense
0: mm. I think the Broncos would make a lot of sense too did you I don't think you mentioned them did you yeah um yeah Denver uh, at seven to one could, could yeah I do I, I, I agree on the on the the Rams at 12 to one I think that's a pretty good value and like they might be at least a little worried about you know about Jared Goff and his cost. And maybe you could, I mean, heck, you could ditch Jared Goff and roll with the cheap Andy Dalton as your veteran quarterback. Uh, but the Broncos, to me, like, I, I know they're all in on Drew Locke, but Andy Dalton's the perfect guy to bring in to put behind Drew Locke. Like, hey, Andy, if something, if, if Drew struggles or if Drew gets hurt, you're our guy and we got tons of weapons, a pretty good group of running backs, a bunch of, you know, a decent offensive line. Like, I think Denver could make a lot of sense for Andy Dalton as well.
1: Uh, two more teams, I'll just say real quick. The Vikings, uh, only because Mike Zimmer was the defensive coordinator in Cincinnati. He's very familiar with Andy Dalton. They went to the playoffs together multiple times. He knows what Dalton can do. And he's actually, you know, when people think of Kirk Cousins, you think of like a slightly rich man's Andy Dalton where it's not like they have the exact same skill set, but I think Andy Dalton could seamlessly fill in there if Cousins were to get hurt. And then the Steelers. I know we were mentioning them with Jameis Winston, but you need to upgrade a backup quarterback as last year proved. So uh maybe Dalton, he doesn't seem like a guy who, who wants to get revenge on people, but maybe he wants revenge on the Bengals, and he goes and signs with the Steelers so that the Steelers actually have an adequate backup quarterback. Would that break your heart? You know what? Ben Roethlisberger went to Miami of Ohio. I went to Miami of Ohio. There'd be I, I I'm I'm immune to it now, Sean. I'm okay. desensitized. Uh, so you partied with Big Ben in college. Big Ben had a fun college
0: time. I will tell you that. Um, the uh, the Steelers at 15. I mean, like if I'm Andy Dalton, I'd at least think about going to Pittsburgh. Like Big Ben might not be healthy, and if I'm Pittsburgh, I'm at least thinking about signing Andy Dalton. Like I I just think Dalton is gives you such a high floor as a backup. Um and so is he? What is he? I mean, he's not paid, He's not getting anything from the you know, Bengals, obviously. So he's he would actually he's going to need some sort of decent. Like he's not taking a one point one million dollar contract from. James, or is he getting seventeen million? No, he's not getting. He's not. Getting no, one.
1: he gets not. His, he had nothing left guaranteed, so no dead cap for the Bengals. Dalton has zero dollars for twenty twenty lined up right now. I don't think he's taking one point one million. I think Dalton would sign somewhere between five to seven million. Uh, maybe four or three if there's incentives that can get it up. If he has to be the starting quarterback, but he's or, not or, taking a, a Jameis Winston
0: or maybe a Nick Foles eleven million dollars for two year deal. Where it's like, but like most of it is up front and they can get out of it after one year, like he did with the Eagles. I mean, that's you know, I you almost wonder like if you're Howie Roseman and the Eagles, should you have gone in a different direction in the second round than Jalen Hurts and taken uh and, t- and just picked up Andy Dalton when he was released, or even the Packers. Like, you know, do draft Jordan Love in the first, take a wide receiver, and then sign Andy Dalton. Why why not? Andy Dalton would be a good fit in in, in that offense in Green Bay. Yeah,
1: and, and the, the Rams real quick—they brought in Blake Bortles. So McVay's not afraid to bring in like a cast-off quarterback who just got dumped by his team. And their backup—do you guys even know who their backup is right now? Uh, the Rams, yeah. Is it not Blake Bortles? If you can't think of their backup within five seconds, that means they're an Andy Dalton landing spot. So it, it's John <laughs> Wolford. I just—I just googled it. Oh uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 I couldn't googled think of it either. I mean, I was, I was, I mean, I really
2: think that any team that is a contender should would and has enough cap space should sign Andy Dalton because he is such a great value play. And we just watched a team breach just of the Titans. They don't go on that run unless they make that really smart trade that was cheap for Ryan Tannehill. You know, at the time they didn't know if he was going to play, but it was a great insurance policy. So like, even like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if Tom Brady were to get hurt and miss like four games. He would be a great guy to fill in, and he would be better than Blaine Gabbert. They don't have much cap space, though, which would be the problem.
0: All right. That's it for the Andy Dalton Show. Breach, uh, sorry for your loss, but um, it's better to have loved and lost four playoff games. I am going to (laughs) go
1: drown it. Drown it in tequila shots and ginger beer, blackout, and forget the fact that you just spent 30 minutes making fun of the fact that Andy Dalton's never won a playoff game. In reality,
2: he's going to go change some diapers and take a nap.
0: Yeah. Change the diapers, take a nap stare Look, the bagels are, the bagels are better off on the other side of this. But, uh, oh, uh, by the way, well, no, you, I'll read it on another podcast. Let's get out of here. Uh, thanks for listening as always. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community.